live from Queen Victoria's Ample Bosom, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that is happy to see TFC head out on the road like college students finally leaving the nest. Now it's time to renovate. Oh wait, we already did that. Anyway, they're good on the road, right? Right? Mm, Maybe? Better. We hope that you've had a great weekend celebrating Queen Vicky. And perhaps her ample bosom as well. We'll see. On this week's episode, we look back to the sputtering end to the first homestand of the season against City Light and the crew. Do a brief look at the season so far. Look ahead to this weekend's match against the Red Bulls and much more. And now to today's panel. He lets his backbone slide on long weekends. It's Duncan Fletcher. Victoria. Nice. Oh, dear. Absolutely. Mm. Toast. Yes. Queen Vicky. Uh, his contract includes a proviso that he gets to talk about Moba Bully for at least five minutes. From the Two Solitudes podcast and Canadian Soccer News, it's Dwayne Rollins. Long live the Queen. Wait. Oh. She's, she's already dead. Oh. I, oh. Damn. Okay. Mm. We asked you to do one thing, Dwayne. Caw. There you go. Nice. Well done. Mark and Tony are off doing God knows what. Whatever it is, it's sure to be frivolous and without a thought of their mates back here at the BMP Studios. As for me, I am hoping that research into transport technology advances soon so that my long weekends aren't spent on Mississauga Transit. Also, God bless the Queen. Mm. May her reign be long. Indeed. Hooray. <laughs> drink. This is the VMP drinking game. Whenever we mention the Queen, have a drink. Um, oh, before we get to the show, we do have a very special guest in studio. It's Andrea Pirlo. A little round wow. of applause here, right? Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Humble to have him in our presence. I know. So can't can't wait to have him like oh. participate. It's going to be Some of the, amazing. The stories this man can tell. I, like It's going to be <laughs> thrilling. You have no idea. Welcome, Andrea. Thanks for coming. Uh, I know. I know. Look forward to hearing yeah, from you. Yeah. To you, yeah. sir. Indeed. Indeed. Victoria was my First up is one of the two post-match reviews from this week. This one against City Light, a team that we've yet to beat and missed a golden opportunity to do so on Wednesday night. Patrick Vieira went with the no Pirlo approach. Uh, David, it's okay. Don't look at me like that. Andrea, it's all right. He's very, I got so a very, I know, he that was so, like. looks so cool, though. He does, yeah, he does. He does, just. It's, it's, it's true. Even it when exudes. he's, yes, it's very, it's very sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, David Villa only for part of the game. Basically, it was almost, it sort of felt like a, a B squad. Uh, and mm-hmm. the Reds still couldn't beat them. They were resting for their weekend game. Yes, yes, they were <laughs> resting for that. Should have played the full squad. They would have had some practice. Uh, I was just, I was just, a, I don't know, both games this week were frustrating, but that one started out as, okay, right, no, yeah, yeah, no, maybe, yeah. Mm. You kept thinking that that game was very much there for the taking, and then uh, not so much. 
I don't know. Like, I know it seems in the reverse, but in my head, even though they got better as the game went on, it seemed... Less and less likely that they were actually going to get a winner. Exactly. Like, mm. like it, was, it was good to see them embracing the game and, and actually, you know, pouring it on and playing better as a unit. But, yeah, it was like, okay, this is more of a training match. We're not going to produce anything, but we're going to get used to playing together. And another night, I think they get the win because I think Poku's goal was, was that good. It was He picked it yeah, out. And, and, I mean, you could yeah. you could critique the defense a little bit there. But certainly, uh, you know, we'll talk about this a lot more in the other game. The inability to break them down in a team that was clearly set up to defend for the last 30 minutes or so is, is let's call it problematic. That's a nice way of putting mm-hmm. it. That, yes. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I do think, though, that... You say uh, you know, it's New York's B team, and it kind of was, but they they played very well. I was kind of impressed by them, and I think they're obviously about you know high pressing and like being energetic mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So playing a bunch of the youngsters uh, kind of helps them out really get you know get rid of Pirlo and like you no know, Lampard and all that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was quite impressed by like the depth that they have really. Well, they're um, an interesting team to watch. It's nice to I like watching them away from Yankee Stadium. Mm. Like to get to actually see them play properly. You, your game changes when you have to play on that tiny ass little pitch. Yes. Um, and there's no doubt that there's a lot of talent on that team. There's there's good reasons why Toronto hasn't beaten them. And again, it's only been two seasons, but still. Um, I just still feel like when they are playing an unfamiliar lineup, although as was TFC, so, you know, perhaps it was a like for like almost in that match and that you know, there was players not used to playing with one another, different lineup, different approach to the game for TFC a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I think, yeah, the problem is more TFC's end than what New York set up, I think. I, like I said, I think in another day, Toronto probably does get that win, but it's what it could have, should have. And that's, you know, if they're going to put that on a scarf for the season <laughs> season 11 or whatever they're going to call it, the what it could have, should have be on the scarf for the supporters next year. But yeah, as we saw on the weekend, we made the joke earlier, this is not a team that really you should be frightened of. They're a team that's absolutely vulnerable towards the air and absolutely vulnerable towards towards a, a good attacking team, which New York showed in, in that shellacking in, the, in their derby this, uh, this past weekend. All very true. All mm-hmm. right. Moment of the match. Um, I'm still sort of giddy, really, from the uh, the third substitution when it became <laughs> obvious that PLO wasn't coming on and the crowd booed it, and that was just fantastic, magical. I did love how everyone was like, no, 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 they're, they're booing David Villa. I'm like, no, no, no that's, that's, that's not what they're booing, no, mm-hmm. no. But, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's it for me, man, absolutely. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, no offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's fine. Okay. He, he, he has an espresso. He's good. Um, you know, you, people are going to make fun of me, and you said I could do this all the game. My moment of the match was the ball in on TFC's goal from the wing. That was, to me, Mobabuli's first major contribution, co- contributing moment of, of the season. I mean, he kind of was fits and starts, to be honest, for the first part in his, his substitute views, and he didn't start that game well. But once that ball came in, and it was a beautiful ball in, mm-hmm. um, and it set up the goal, I think, and that was the key play in that run of play then that was, to me, the moment of the match for, for TFC and, and for the whole game. There wasn't a lot of skill on display other than Poku's goal. I could say that was the moment of the match, too, but I'd like to keep this TFC-focused because I'm always positive, right? <laughs> You're on the wrong mm-hmm. podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the person in this chair should, <laughs> yeah. should be positive. Do you not yeah. feel the negative vibe <laughs> taking is, over uh, your soul yeah. yet? <laughs> Give it about five more, ten more okay, minutes, maybe. You'll more, be, yeah. More, yeah, more of that. Um, 
as much as I love that. And I also, I, I, both of yours are, are, are tempting choices. Mine sort of more towards the goal. Uh, interesting that it was not Seba scoring the goal. That's sort of, mm. so mine is the goal in that it was, it was someone else scoring, although still worrisome that it was someone else scoring. So I was happy, but concerned at the same time. Because that's just the way I am these days. Uh, man of the match. Um, and there was no one that really stood out, I don't think. I could potentially give it to Babuli. He did some interesting things and uh, got a lot of like, just, uh, like dangerous cut. low crosses into uh, into the uh, the goal mouth there. And he said, oh, okay. You know, I think through his first appearances there, there was sure. nothing really that I'd seen that says, oh, yeah, I can't wait for this guy to actually start a game because he's going to be really good. There hadn't really been much of that. And we got some bits of that this time around, so... Good for him. Mine's Clint Irwin. Fair. I thought he had a a pretty solid game. Yeah. They, defensively, I mean, he's a big part of the, of the yeah. back line. And uh, when he plays poorly, you notice. It was one, like I said, the, the New York's goal was a perfect shot. I, I had funny. Oh, st- he couldn't. No, that's not on the keeper. I was standing in the front of 113 when the goal happened, and I literally, I'm not making this up, I literally yelled, Poco, you're overrated, and that's why two coaches have benched you, as he shot it. It's your nice. fault. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And everyone just looked at me and I went, I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I can't make that up. I literally yelled that. So I may have had a few beverages before the game. It was my, <laughs> it was my break game. Uh, I did like, notice Poku kind of going to the crowd to uh, to do his mm, celebration mm. and a bit of a sort of fuck you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Dwayne. Good job. Well, yeah, thanks. 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 Yeah. I reminded him after. You know, you're still off. You, you lack defensive responsibility and positional awareness. <laughs> So you're saying that, that he's your man nice, of the match then? What's that? He's your man of the match then? <laughs> Maybe. Um, in terms of TFC, uh, I, look, I'm going to say Seba. And only because I think it was the first goal he didn't score, but I think he did a lot of things off the ball to try and involve his wingers a little bit more, in term, and particularly Babuli. He's famously on the, if you watch the replay of the match and watch it on TV, they talked a lot about how Sebastian Javink was trying to work with Babuli, how he really appreciates yeah. his technical skill. And, and I think that he played a lot in trying to bring him into the game and help bring him about. I'm only saying this really because I can't say Babuli for everything. So <laughs> Well, you, you could. You, you're, you you're allowed. Yes. We well, have we, nothing we, against no. favoritism or anti-favoritism. Yeah, here. no, we, okay. we, 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 that's kind of one of the cornerstones <laughs> of, of this yeah. podcast. Fair enough. Uh, we'll go, go with that one. Sure. All right, go to the match. I'm probably going to say Justin Morrow. <gasps> I don't know if this is just maybe it's because... You know, he plays left back, and that's like the little bit of the pitch that's right in front of us. But yeah, that Men- got that you. Mendoza guy just seemed to be giving him a lot of trouble. I I was calling for Ashton Morgan very early on in that game. Hmm. I was going to say Jay Chapman though. I'm going to stick with Jay Chapman. Second half, mm-hmm. I he really showed his age and his inexperience, and you know, he wasn't terrible, but made some poor decisions. Not very strong on the ball. Timid. Timid, yes. Looked I, like he wasn't really convinced that he should be going for it, and yes, or should be out be, there, perhaps yes. even not entirely yeah. convinced he belongs. Yeah, Chapman's who I have written down. Uh, I thought he was the weakest link out there. If if you were going to place blame on New York's goal, New York's goal, I think you give it to him. He could have helped out. He could have closed down there, prevented the shot from even happening. So I go with Chapman. All right, uh, Vanny tactics. So this was midweek game. You know, in the middle of a. Three gram, three gram, three game, three grams. Different kind of, different kind of game. Well, uh, in the middle of a three-game stretch uh, over eight days, and the first time that Vanny's 
significantly changed out his lineup. So Perkis sat, mm. um, dealing with Altidore's injury, Osorio's injury, Delgado's injury, like host of injuries and absences. So had to bring in, you know, the kids, as well as decided to, as I said, sit Perkis and put Josh Williams out there. I uh, what did you? You know, it was it was a surprise, but not really, because what other choices did he have? Mm-hmm. I know you were delighted about the Perkis absence. Yes, yeah, I mean, that's I think probably the only one that seemed like an actual choice. Yeah, as opposed uh, to many options who do I have front left? in midfield. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I presumed it was just there. Oh, well, you know, as you said, midweek games, there's a lot of things going on. Let's give Perkis a rest, and then ooh, we didn't play in the second game. So, <laughs> so oh, okay, um, but yeah, so I I can definitely get behind sitting Perkis always. Uh, as for the rest of it, I mean, you know, it's. Yeah, it's, again, it's not really Vanny, I think, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see exactly just how we figure out how to make the Javinko and Babuli thing work because they're both kind of very similar kind of players, and he's not, very much not a, a Josie Altidore replacement. Yes. I don't know if, like, when Jordan Hamilton gets back from playing with the Canada, it, would he work? better as a more traditional centre forward kind of player rather than somebody who's drifting out wide. Yeah, more of a hold up player than Babuli, who's I think almost ultimately going to end up as a ten in his career later on. But um, yeah, in terms of the tactics, there wasn't, as you said, a lot that you could do. Uh, we were talking about the subs uh, during the game. How can you influence this with the bench that he has? It reminded me of the famous Paul Mariner. What do you want me to do with these bunch of guys that I have that <laughs> got him in so much trouble with mm-hmm. fans that heard that back in the day? There wasn't yes. a lot in the bench. <laughs> Looking down the bench and they're shitting themselves. Yeah, yeah. Think is what he's yeah, well, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put us in. Although I still do, th- I do think there was a missed opportunity with Ashton Morgan, and that's that's a drum I'm always going to beat, and that's one that I have trouble letting go of because I do think there's. I'll throw a, you, and, you and I disagree on this. What? Everyone disagrees with me on this, except for like Steve Bochner. He's the only one who supports me on this. Hi, Steve. <laughs> I, I don't mind the idea of having Morgan try anywhere to keep him in his career. God, he's a scrapper, man. He's held on forever. He's, he's like a cockroach, the TFC cockroach. He'll never leave. Um, <laughs> he's called Christian uh, Morgan a cockroach? Well, in a nice way. In a good, <laughs> positive way. <laughs> positive he's a cuddly cockroach mm-hmm. um i mean how many coaches has he survived now he's yeah. on like probably his fist that's yeah. that's what i meant by that right. not that he looks like a cockroach <laughs> or or i repel from him like one. Oh no the okay i'll give you a little a wild one you want a wild theory it's and i think i've heard this on the show before is the only thing i might have done late in that game when they were chasing that goal and we saw how bad new york is on in the air on the weekend Throw Hagelin out there, up top. Yeah, I actually so, said yeah. that quite seriously, and mm-hmm. I meant it. Why isn't Nick Hagelin out there? Because yeah. where's Zavaleta? Zavaleta, Zavaleta was as a forward. Many times. So yeah, we were. We would not have been surprised had we seen that. And I was actually, I was secretly, not so secretly, hoping that he would do that just to fuck them up. You know what? Mm. I'm gonna throw these random defenders at you as forwards. Deal with that. Well, they have no they're air. All they're you know fairly. And this team has no air presence with Josie not on it. Really? Well, they don't have it with him there anyway. Well, I mean, in theory, he's big. Okay. <laughs> big does not equal aerial presence, but he's the closest thing they have to it, yes. Yeah. Until they can, until they sign somebody else, bring someone else up, or convert one of those guys back to being a forward, they're fucked. And we'll talk about that more. Okay. Uh, but first, uh, since we were talking about the kids, uh, this game on uh, Wednesday was kind of the first time we saw Endo, uh, Chapman, and Babuli all out there together. Um, sort of, I, I view them as they're the kids of the team. You know, they're all the more or less rookies. Chapman, 
I still view him as a rookie. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so just, you know, it was interesting to see them playing together and see how they were working together or not working together. Um, just sort of, this is the potential future of TFC. I said potential. Some of the future. Potential. Um, should, when given these opportunities, not necessarily just because he has to, but maybe when there is this opportunity, is this something that the team should be focused on? Bringing you know, the youth into the lineup, give them a chance to develop and play together as a nod to the future instead of old TFC concentrate on the present, maybe we should look to ahead. They have an option to do that right now in Vaughn. They could loan them down there to get playing time together in TFC2 if they well, want to Well, they use... do that every five seconds. Yeah, but not really. They, if you look at the way that they play up there, they, they don't tend to play it as a reserve team. They tend to play it as an extension of the academy. So they could change their focus and use it more like a reserve team. You see that, the different varying philosophies within USL of how the two teams work. So, And, and I don't I'm more on the development side, as people that know me know. So I, I'm, I'm kind of happy with the way they run it now. But nonetheless, that would be an option. Like, should Babuli be playing more time up? Well, obviously not right now with the injuries. But when the injuries are gone and he's stuck on the bench again, should they be sending Babuli back there for serious time in USL? Like a long stretch? Maybe he figures out how to play with Endo. You move them back up there. I'm not enamored with Endo like others. I don't think he has a lot of awareness in terms of what he's doing out there. He's athletic and he's sort of has a lot of energy and things like that. But, I mean, we saw it with his goal even, and this is old news now, but how he basically took the ball off Josie's foot to score that goal. It's great <laughs> that he finished, but you ideally in a long term, that's not ideal, right? So I should it be the future? Someone had to score that goal. It, it's, it's good recognition. Oh, yeah, this isn't going to work. Is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He just had the advantage of foresight, yeah. clearly. Yeah, fair enough. Fair, fair. Touche. Touche. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like Endo, basically whoever is playing in the attacking midfield spot should get Lots a lot of, of opportunities with yeah. like, Javinko and Babuli. They're both like go drift out wide, pull defenders a little out. That would be ideal for... Uh, some kind of really good attacking midfielder who can just make some late runs and get take advantage of space and score. Should be Osorio. Someone like, you know, back in the day, Frank Lampard like at Chelsea. Someone who could like play that kind of role. Maybe not specifically like did a number Did you say something 10, nice about Frank Lampard? I did, kind of, yes. Are you okay? Yeah. Do you but, feel all right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think obviously, you know, Seber and Babuli are very much just pulling the defense. It's going to leave gaps in the middle. Endo is probably not the guy to take advantage of it. Is Osorio maybe? Osorio should be. Like, that's where he's more comfortable playing. Like, you, you put Oso out wide and it's always a disaster. He always cuts back into the middle. He's far more comfortable in the center there, I find, anyway. And that's usually where he's the most productive. Um, I, you know, oh. he's had a, a bit of a rocky season. Uh, no, I, I disagree in, with that. Injury, you injury know, like, that's yeah, injuries yeah. taking time away from him in terms of what I think is, you know, a... a I've seen more potential from him this year after he had a bit of a rough year last year through parts of the season, but the injury is slowing down his, obviously his ability to play um, and his time. So, but I think this is an opportunity for him. The Speaking worst, of one of the younger players. Yeah. Well, he's still relatively young. Yeah. The, yeah. Wor- the worst thing that happened to his area was he scored eight goals in his rookie season. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not. Absolutely. Game. No. <laughs> and now people view him through that prism right so but that said yeah no I think if he gets the reps up front and gets reps more in an attacker position he's he's unleashed a little bit because his role last year was really to link he, he wasn't necessarily there to be the attacking option right mm-hmm. 
and uh, that played a role in, in how well, people perceived him and how. Let's not talk about the midfield from last year because it just makes me cry. Okay. <laughs> it was so stupid and poor and clunky and just. Blech. It was well. Anyway, yes, we'll move on. Move on. Move on. There. It's the best. That should be also on the supporter scarves. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. <laughs> 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 that's that's, just, a new, that's yes. a new club motto. Yeah. Let's just move, move on. on. <laughs> just forget it happened. <laughs> it was all a dream. Yes. TFC, season 11. Let's it was all on. a dream. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we just forget what happened? Can we be friends again? Yeah, where were we? Oh, yeah. uh, the, the, whether or not the youth movement was a good thing to spend some time focusing on. I, listen, I, I wasn't unhappy to see them out there regardless of the reason. I think that... You know, we talk about whether or not TFC develops their players and the so far, for the most part, poor job they do of this. Some improvement coming and have been, I see the intent, which is really good. And I'm glad to see the academy getting stronger. Um, and I think if you're going to bring these guys into the first team, instead of just making them glamour signings is the wrong way to put it, but that's how they're treated and then have them stagnate. Yeah, nice little bit of publicity for the academy, and then you just stop. Yeah. yeah. They so, kind of, they've kind of geared back from that. Even look at how they signed Babuli this year. I'll, I will defend the front office in this particular case. Do they, it. They have, for the last few years, not done the, like, here's our new homegrowns, and aren't they nice and holding it up? Like, Babuli <laughs> signing took forever, and it was only well after the, like, just before the regular season started that they, they just quietly put a press release out to say that they signed him. And that's kind of been their philosophy the last year or so. Um, on After uh, Mr. Lewicki left uh, left the position, a lot of the hype that used to be there, and even when you're in a press conference with Mario. them and you ask them ask them questions about that, like, you know, is this a bloody big deal? And they just laugh and go, no, we're going to put the bus aside for now. They'll say that. The bus is parked. Not on the pitch. It's parked in somewhere in Etobicoke in an underground parking lot that's never to be found again. There's no more double-decker buses to be parked out with the FC. You'd really hope that you know, if someday in the future they win the championship and that sort of thing, they have a parade. Oh, I want that bus, they, they like front and center. Absolutely. Just show yourself aware and do that. That's that's asking for an awful lot of self-awareness out of MLSC. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, I do generally like uh, what's Bill Manning. That's the guy's name. Yes. Things seem a lot more sort of calm and quiet. Yes, less circusy, which is refreshing. Yes, no friendlies, for example. And Very nice. That is the best thing ever. I yeah. can get used to that. No Crystal Palace coming in. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Oh. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yep. One of the top five teams in the world. That's what they were promised out there. So anyway, but this isn't a Vancouver Whitecaps podcast. I could go on for hours. <laughs> we don't want to get hate mail, Dwayne. Okay, fair Please. enough. <laughs> All right, well, that more or less wraps up the, the New York City match. Let's move on to Saturday's match against the crew. Yay. So wasted chances being the theme of the day. Mm. Um, possibly, in my mind anyway, the most frustrating game they've played this season. Not necessarily the worst game. I think they've played slightly worse. Because uh, there were some nice moments in that game. But just... Finish your goddamn chances, you 
idiots. Mm. Like, you don't get a lot of them right now because there is no one really present to do secondary scoring. And Seba, again, it's only been a couple games. <laughs> he seems to be frustrated right now. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, it's just, again, one of those games where you sort of felt they should have been there for the taking. They've got, you know, Kamara 2. Um <laughs> Oh Kamara. Kamara. Did you see did, yeah, did you see his uh his his kit still has O Kamara on it? Mm. They haven't made him a new one yet. They haven't <laughs> had time. It was like, "Oh, Kamara." Um and they've got a couple injured players. Anyway, they they they've had their controversy, right? So they're in a bit of a circusy place right now. They're in a mess. They yeah, okay, they're a mess. I was trying to be nice about it. But there, they are in a bit of a disastrous place right now and you know, on a, you know, it's a home game. It's it's a team that TFC has finally learned to beat and play, you know, decently against at times. Plus rivals, exactly. Rivalry week. Why are we not? Mm, flower is ours. That flower is ours. It was ours first. Mm-hmm. Damn it. And then wah, wah. Mm, battle TFC. It was. Oh yeah. It reminded me of. Of many days past at BMO Field, the old BMO Field before the the glorious canopy and 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 such. breathtaking. Is <laughs> Breath is magnificent. Amazing. Yes, and, and and now hear the echo of the three different songs from three different places echoing <laughs> all over the place in a brilliant yes. uniform way. Anyway, it was uh, better on Saturday. How are, how are all the the really just constant freaking drums at the top of one seventeen? How would it, does, do you really do you hear that? that do, you, do you hear our new drum corps? Yeah. No, I, uh, I really have terrible. Note to TFC people that listen to this podcast because I know you're listening. Please remove the stupid drum corps at the top of 118. We hate them. Is it Bring back, back Trouble Nation. No, okay. it's not no, Trouble Rhythm Nation. Rhythm Nation. Bring no. them back. We would happily like have the steel drums back. They were wearing caps. I think it said like C1080 North or something like oh, that. Dear. We don't know who they are, but we hate them. Mm. Literally, we hate them because they do not understand anything. Fair can't even do the TFC chant right. No. Like they, they, TFC? They, they don't do it like that. They do it off rhythm. And so anytime someone's trying to start that chant, which does happen in our end, Man, they bits. throw it off or take it over. But the constant loud, just, nah, 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 it's like being in a bad techno club. I, I'll have to wander over there to listen uh, mm, eventually mm-hmm. one day. But it does, just speaking of which, uh, off topic, I, it still amuses me to no end because it was Danny Dicchio Day last week that after nine years of this, they still sing the song differently, differently. between 112 and And you could hear it mm. being sung differently. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then having it on the the going around the stadium on the, the what, what, what is that thing called? That little Ticker tape thingy, whatever. Yeah. That wasn't helping. And so there was like three or four different versions oh. being sung and you could hear it horribly. Are you pro Danny or anti or no Danny? Is it Dickio Dickio or Danny Dickie? Which way would you sing it? No Danny. It's just Dickio for the middle two bits. Oh, yeah. Okay, because see, they, in the middle of it, they sing it with Danny all the way through. Mm, yeah. That's the difference. It's one yeah. one group sings it. Oh, well, I'm not going to sing for you, but they sing Danny, Danny, Danny. We are going to sing during Danny, Dickie, Dickie, Dickie. 113 does it without the Danny, though, I thought. And they do it with the Danny. It's the other way. Interesting. It's Red Patch that does it without. Hmm. And they do it faster. That I know, and that I don't agree they, with. They always do it faster. They do everything faster. No offense, guys. I love you. Hi, Peter. <laughs> Where um, the fuck is Red Patch? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Good times. <laughs> uh, 
wait, 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 wait. Should we bring in the other guys? No. That will be my my tweet when TFC wins. If and when TFC wins the uh, MLS Cup, my my tweet will be <laughs> where the fuck, fuck is that? Will be the tweet at final whistle. Yeah, I'm awesome. pretty sure of that. <laughs> All right, but back to the game. Right, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. General thoughts on the game, gentlemen. Um, it was, yeah, as you said, it was frustrating. It was basically two teams that are kind of sputtering right now and both had sudden crisis with their attacks and neither of them have figured out exactly how to fix that crisis yet. And both teams went out there in that kind of thing and it finished nil-nil. It's not really surprising. I sort of likened it to watching a a boxing match where both of the both the fighters are totally punch drunk and they can't land a punch to save their lives and they're swinging at the air. Just like, oh, uh." (laughs) yeah, like that is what it felt like. It was like no one is actually going to, no one's going to connect. Nothing is going to happen on either side of this. Um, Yeah, yeah, look, this is the game where I'm going to talk about Babuli a little bit here well, in, in this mm. game because he he was a talking point in it, yeah, legitimately, absolutely. not just by me. No. And I think part of the reason he was a talking point, though, is because there wasn't a lot else to talk about about the game. And that's kind of my general takeaway from it. And, and good yeah. for him, and I'll yeah. talk about him in a minute. But the fact that just nothing could happen. And so, so Javinko is getting, like, hacked, and he's getting isolated, and he is getting frustrated with that. And that's what we saw in August and September last year, and they got to figure that out. They got to mm-hmm. figure that out quickly. Yeah, I mean, having said all of this, you know, I think on a regular day, Javinko would have scored at least one of the, the two or three yeah. very good chances that he had, and it'd be all smiles and puppies and rainbows and hooray. Yeah, there there is an element of that's just MLS that with this slump at home. I mean, there's an element of that so TFC, but I think there's also an element of that's just MLS, and sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the teams are so close in talent because of the way the league's designed that sometimes it just goes this way. It's hard to differentiate the, between TFC's screw-ups and the league's, you know, neuroticness sometimes right. because we, we, we all have PTSD because we've been here for 10 years. So, well, like, my moment of the match in all of that was that miss by Seva, um, the one, the left the left post. Great the ball, ball from, from, yeah. from, from Babouli. Like, like, that was... Um, if there was going to be, like, surely you thought if there was going to be a gorse goal. A gorse? Mm. If there was going to be a goal scored, that was going to be it. And the fact that you know last year, Seba would have buried that. Or at least you feel that way. You look at that and think, there's no way that this guy would have missed that. And yet, he's missing what seems like, for him, an open look. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me was a sitter for Seba, and it went wanting. So that's that's my moment of the match, um, for good or for ill. That's sort of the one that sticks in my head. Well, I mean, I have the ball in as my moment of the match. And, and again, jokes aside, it I think it legitimately was. Do you feel was. like yeah, Dwayne just wrote much, yeah. mo, 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 all the way? <laughs> oh, we're in a Simpsons mo, episode. Mo, <laughs> Thank you. Mo, 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 mo. Okay, yeah. <laughs> No, it, it, look, it, it was it was a beautiful moment of skill in there, and and yeah. obviously that would be because I'm I'm inclined, and you're gonna you gave me the platform to talk about. Yeah, it in a I know. So I don't I'll know. explain my bully thing in a minute. All right. but that's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice though that uh, you know we've been able to reclaim Mo and make it a more positive thing. Yes, so that is true. That Mo is Bibuli true. Is the best Mo that well, second or first? He's not definitely not the third. I know who the third best Mo <laughs> in TFC history is. It's true. <laughs> 
clearly Johnston. There's people. Oh right, yeah, yes, no, yeah. yeah Maud, he gets the grass. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. So he gets <laughs> okay. he gets to be right up there yeah. because sure. we we yeah. the Moadu Memorial Grass Patch. I, I still yes. remember watching that that council meeting. Two thousand and nine to two thousand and eighteen. Yeah. 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 I remember. I sort of remember watching that council meeting too. We did a podcast. Daniel Squizzato and I. Oh, that's right. You guys were really drunk that day. Yeah. Squizzato has the has the tape somewhere. Hi, Daniel. Yeah. No, I was I was I was at home. I happened to be home that day, and I remember like sitting on my couch, kind of like, can't believe I was this excited over like crappy little council meeting. We like, we had a party at Scallywags. People came. Awesome. <laughs> I invited people. Okay, by people I mean like one person came, but somebody <laughs> came from our Twitter feed and went, "Hi, I came to watch the show with you." And we're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, that, that bluff call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> Moment of the match for uh, you, both of you, or well, you, I, I, you already did yours, yeah, Duncan. What's it, yours? It might well be, you know, there, there wasn't that many uh, good. No, it may well no. be, you know, that was a very nice uh, bit of skill from Babuli and yeah, yeah, big moment because yeah, that should have been one nil. All right, so man of the match then. The non-Babuli man of the match. Uh, you can have Babuli if you want. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to deny you. Well, I'm going to say Damien Perkis. Just he he brilliantly held the, his position on the bench mm. so well that day, and and it was He's a taking hot, the the Altidore Memorial Man of the Match yeah. for by doing so much for while while, while not in the game. His support was obvious all yeah. around the stadium as he cheered his teammates on. So his halftime performance with the Timbits was delightful. That he, was that, heartwarming. A little was, mo- sliding in on that on that four year old was a bit geez. much, maybe, but. <laughs> The kid had it coming. He, like, yeah. gave him a look. Some quality warming up, though. You know, it really was. was. Right there in front of us. Oh, yeah. Look. I was Perkis like, Daniel Lovett's yeah. quality warming mm, up is what yeah. that was. Yeah. So, yeah, Perkis is my man of the yeah. match. And it obviously wasn't anywhere near as classy and amazing and marvelous as, as Mr. Pielo is uh, No, no, up. seriously, sir. Like, that mistake. was just brilliant. Wow. We yes. were so impressed by your, your quality. Again, you. yeah. Professor. Thank you. Grazie, maestro. It was oh, <laughs> incredible. Well done, sir. Yes. Go to the match. I might have to say Jovenko. He missed a bunch of chances, but kind of frustrated out there. I mean, he's obviously still very important, and he's clearly the best player out there and all that sort of thing. But by his own standards, he did not uh, have that good of a game. And, and I actually am inclined to agree with you. I did have the annoying drummers, but we've talked about well, them. Yes. Um, the number of passes that were sent to him, not just from Babuli, uh, Justin Morrow, mm-hmm. actually sent a number of passes straight to Seba's foot. And... As did Babuli, as did well, it was mostly Babuli, followed by Moro, a couple other players. But yeah, there was like opportunity after opportunity where he was in a game, not getting as abused. Still didn't get the calls. You know, when he was getting abused, he wasn't getting the calls. But it was not his. It was not his finest game. No, you kind of expect. You know, there is an expectation. Station. It's like, oh shit, something's going to happen. Then yeah, it hasn't yeah. been the last couple of games, especially so. against an Eastern team that's struggling. Yeah, I, look. You, you, I hesitate to ever call him the goat of anything. I mean, we're, we're contextually. We're yes, talking in exactly. Context. Oh, yeah, no. Not because he was shit and fucked up the game, but... Yeah. it's He still, you know, head and shoulders above most people out there. You know, uh, <laughs> my, my goat of the match, though, was uh, Sportsnet uh, for changing the goddamn starting time to mm-hmm. 5 o'clock. Uh, I know there are people out there that are like, oh, well, they had to because of the Raptors. No, no they, they don't have to. They have to serve their season ticket holders and their customers that have been there loyal for nine years. And I had to watch this game on TV. And I don't like doing that. It's rare that I miss a home game. And it's because I scheduled my work schedule 
for League One around TFC, and yeah. then they screwed me over. So that's that's my go to the match is moving the damn t- kickoff time less than a week out, and I don't care. That is last minute. Fair. I mean, Sportsnet World was showing a replay of the FA Cup final. So yes. there you go. So they could have. Fair enough, you know, you've got the Raptors, the Blue Jays, Memorial Cups, big, fair enough, yeah, that's yeah. all good. The ratings but... would have been three, but the ratings are 12 anyway. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Hello, Argos fans. Now, all right, uh, Vanny Tactics. So, for mm. this game, again, it, this one this one felt, unlike Wednesday night, where most of the changes were fairly expected, I was a little surprised. I was surprised to see Chapman start. I expected Osorio to start. I was... Still, I was surprised to see Perkis back on the bench. Nothing against Josh Williams. He's a, a serviceable defender. Mm-hmm. I don't think Josh Williams had a bad game on Wednesday. I've got nothing really yeah, but against him. Zavaleta was the surprise, really. Well, uh, it, and that was sort of like, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. to set it up the way he did, and his explanation was he didn't have any midfielders. So you put Justin Morrow in the midfield. And I like Justin Morrow. Justin Morrow is one of my favorite players, and, and deservedly so, um, regardless of what anyone who stands next to me at games seems to think. Um, but I was very surprised by that as a move, and I, I think it worked against them. I, I you know, Morrow is a good defender, decent on the attack. He's not great on the attack, but he doesn't have a lot of speed. And I think for that sort of thing, you needed well, you needed Ashton Morgan. Personally, if you were going to do that, to me, that's an Ashton Morgan start. He's a yeah. lot faster. He's better attack-wise. He's decent defensively. You have you do the switch out on that. Mm. Dan Lovitz, they seem to be trying to get Dan Lovitz to potentially be a left-back, right. sort of wing-back guy. Which he brought him in later on in the game, but... Mm. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Morgan. That's that's an issue there. Um, I mean, he essentially, I think, is still in the roster because he, I believe his salary still doesn't count in the cap. They've clearly lost trust in him. I'm not sure why that is because it seemed like he was coming back into the equation. Yeah, last uh, season he got a chance to do some, and some good early things. this year, too. Early he this started, year, yeah. started as a, in the midfield mostly, too, which is an experiment for them there. Um, so what you're saying, though, is, is that Justin Morrow is no Jackson. <laughs> well, he, he's not Brazilian, although neither is Jackson, no. Um <laughs> Hi, Bobby. I really love Jackson. Sorry, Jackson. Jackson. Jackson Glaxon. I do miss the Jackson Glaxon. Yeah. It is one of our. It was one of our finer things, and it was taken from us, you bastards. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, Jackson used. can't defend. I think that's the issue they have with Morgan. They don't feel he's a strong defender. And that, that's but he's not a strong defender, which is why I continue to move for him to be moved into the midfield. Yeah, you I mean, don't have to be as much of a defender in I mean, that position. In terms of to make this about Greg Vanny, though... Yeah, let's do it. Look, I, the, his biggest I see you wearing your memorial Greg Vanny pink shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing... It's red. Well, it's, cool. it's pinkish, but... It's red and white. So yeah. <laughs> put the two together and... You know, you see a little pink. From, from a distance. <laughs> Across the table. Sure, okay. It's been called pink before, but... All right, know, all right. Yeah, no, Go ahead. Look, his biggest challenge this year as a coach is going to be to figure out how to work with this lack of depth, because there clearly is... A disastrous lack of depth. And that's the sacrifice they made to make the rest of the spine of this team solid. And if this team is healthy, which is always a big gap, but if they are, they are good. So they're rolling the dice on health is what they're doing, and so far not so good, right? It's going to be his challenge to figure out how to break this down and maintain the defensive structure they have. And so far, he's he got the nil, and there was one great goal in the New York game. So you look at those two games together, it's only one goal allowed, and it was off an incredibly skilled position. So can you blame him... 100%? No. But can you praise him? No. It's somewhere in the middle, and I just don't know what the answer is other than to trade 
uh, assets for like you have they have an overload of defenders. They're going to need, I think, trade one of Zabalaga oh they're going to have Hagelin to for something of equatable value up top, which won't necessarily. I don't know how much that'll help because you're not going to get a great skill. Can we get a Luke Moore back? Not no, you couldn't. You couldn't for the money that he's on. Seven I mean, goals. He's, he's still on the. Uh, I know the, on the, 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 on the, the salaries. He's, he's on. He's on unattached yeah. FC yeah, with a, with a salary. I mean, I just don't think they can afford him. Basically, they are very tight on the cap, and that has to do with some bad contracts. And we know who they are. Dwayne, Dwayne, what's going <laughs> on with Toast Saint Ricketts? I don't think I don't believe Toast Saint Ricketts is the answer. I don't, and I'm a Canadian national team player, no, a fan, as you know. But I know and that. I also don't think they can get him for the price that he wants. Well, that's the thing. Although he hasn't been paid a lot, so he might come in for less than he wants. <laughs> and we'll see, toasted, if you're listening, a little bit's better than none. So give know. him a chance to play. And again, I'm not necessarily saying he's the answer either. I, and I, I, I am very fond of him as a player. And I, again, same thing. I'm national team supporter. Um, it's just he's still here. Yeah, like still here, still training with the team. I, 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 regardless of whether or not it's the right fit, I f- still expect it to happen yeah. because they are running out of choices. And if they can convince him to play for what he will consider peanuts, but again, it'll be a regular paycheck. Um, you get to st- you get to play with some of your national team buddies, that sort of thing. Then I don't know. And I'll give you another name. Marcel De Jong is is going to be uh, available. He's on a half season contract with Ottawa, so he'll be on a free in about a month. So you can start that thinking thinking of that too. It's another guy that can play the fullback or the wing as well. But these are all I don't know. To me, the wing players are affordable, but I think they need some help up front. To that's break that's where that's down. all. That's yes. where, that's where they yeah. need the help. Yeah. 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 I mean, these last few games really, it's kind of looked like the. F- 2010, when, you know, so like June or July, when... Oh, yeah, oh, when everyone okay. was gone, and we were like, yeah. what do we do now? And so I was like, right, well, yeah, we were still defensively solid. Preki's got that, but there's, oh, yeah, just nothing's happening yeah, up front. Yeah, because yeah. mm. yeah, I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm literally starting to have nightmares uh, that we're going to be the Chicago Fire. How many draws in a row can we do? <laughs> I might get them in the playoffs this year in the East, but... <laughs> But you can't hang your hat on that. No, I you mean, can't. Look, I mean, what these two games have illustrated is how valuable Josie is off the ball, and I know that that's going to make people just cringe. But he does open things up in there, and he, you know, as much as we don't want to talk about people that talk about that on this show, <laughs> <laughs> it, there's an element of accuracy. Oh no, to no, it. we talk about that all the time, just not in nice tones. What, no. what I've said about all, clearly, yeah. he's been missed. Absolutely, he's yeah. been missed. You need that presence. You need that ability to draw the defense to do something other than have little guys make little darting runs that get dispossessed all the time. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, we don't have a direct replacement for him, and I just, it seems like they haven't figured out how to make it work without that type of player. Yeah, right it, now. It, well, the thing about Josie to have a Josie conversation real quickly is sure. you, you, you're not you're right to say that he adds a lot of value, and he's probably worth a max contract in MLS. But is he worth a DP slot? No. Can they get more value from yes. getting rid of that? There is your question, and 
it's not a snap your fingers and make it happen thing, though. You've sort no, of but I find them. do feel that that is. It's a, you know, potentially sort of worth a DP spot. And I mean, I'd even be okay with, you know, maybe sort of round about a million, the sort of thing that Like a Wando with, DP spot or yeah. something. Yeah, sort of bump down with Tam kind of yeah. DP player. But yeah, if you're going to be five throwing million five million dollars. or however much it is at somebody, you can find someone better. Well, he gets a bit of a pass, too. I mean, a peep, he gets, there are people, there are boo birds for Josie. There's no doubt about it. But I think that he gets far more of a pass than, say, a floppy-haired DP that used to play in the midfield for TFC uh, that was a Canadian national team player got. Because no one understood the position he played. That's true. And we all scored as... A lot of them saw the goal he scored against Brazil just before they signed him and blah, blah. We're talking about Julian de Guzman in case anyone's mm-hmm. completely oblivious to yeah. this. <laughs> he gets a little bit of a pass because he's Josie Altidore and he plays for the U.S. and all that stuff, right? Like, there's an element to that. Is he, he worth $4 million to... He, no, no, he's not. And, but they, there are teams in MLS that look at it and go, yeah, we'll take him for $4 million. That's because we play in an American league. Of course that's why. Yeah. That's the only reason he gets that kind of money. That's the only reason he was brought back. Rescue the poor American, you know, the national team player from the dregs of the English Premier League. Oh, no, no, he needs saving. Oh, here's our opportunity. TFC. This is what you're going to do for us. Like it's. I'm sorry. I don't buy that. I think I do. I. I. I'm not saying they don't. They've got Michael Bradley whispering in their ear. This is what we should do. This is my friend. But he is not worth that money. I'm sorry. Nothing he has done, even with the goals he scored last year, even with his hold up play, whatever. He is not worth that money. But is he worth four hundred fifty-seven thousand five hundred? Because that's the cap hit, and that's what matters in MLS. I don't know. I just don't know. It really bothers. Is is his position and his pay bother me a lot? And I admit that. Um, But you know, maybe he can get healthy. Maybe he can be productive this year. But if he gets one more injury in the next year, they have to do something else. You can only carry dead weight so long. Well, yeah. I mean, you're getting into a Kuberman situation. Kuberman was a brilliant player for TFC, but he obviously, when he blew his knee out, you had to move on at that point, and you have to come to a conclusion soon on Josie. It disturbs me that I know off the top of my head what the It disturbs me too, actually. (laughs) That's concerning. Mm -hmm. I need a new hobby. (laughs) All right. Uh Yeah. Okay, so a couple more quick things before we uh, move sort of past this game. Uh, On Saturday, it was Jonathan Osorio's 100th uh, appearance for TFC, all Mm. contests combined. I completely miscounted and thought it was the next game, so I... Oh, so I'm so sorry. A um, little shout out to you, Sector, for the banner that they gave him. That was lovely. Saw some nice pictures, a little bit of video. I am, again, though, disappointed that TFC, much like when Ashton Morgan hit his 100, did nothing to celebrate this, really. I f- feel like for Morgan, they did something that's like the game it after was the they game presented after. him with a shirt. Well, which I think is, is fair. You want to actually make sure he's actually played the 100th game and... You don't want to, to be a well, big distraction. Morgan, too, it would have been, you were never too sure, right? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. We could have traded yeah. at any but, moment. Okay, I get what you're saying. You okay, so honor. the next home game, there better be something for Osorio. Yeah, maybe no. But yeah, why not? Because it probably be it's a, a second presentation. One. I, hmm. And 100 shouldn't be this big of a deal. But, it's, but, it's, but it still <laughs> is with TFC. Because who's the next closest player? Uh, it would be probably, is it, is let it, me think. Is it Michael Bradley? Yeah, well, Bradley's probably. probably getting close there, too. Um I'd have to look, but they don't have a lot close. You're right. Anyway, well, but but Toronto FC is taking it. Just moral. Know, it might be moral. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, it's yeah. probably, yeah. it is probably moral. But at some point, I guess you move on. Like, they sure slow-hanging fruit, right? Like, it uh, is, but. 
and when he becomes the all-time appearance leader, which is the bigger thing, and that's what I do with Ozera. I would wait until he becomes the all-time appearance All right. leader. So if he stays should healthy, that this sometime this year. Some, yeah, yeah it should be by summer. the end yeah. of the summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You know what? And I don't disagree with that, and I'm fine with that. I just think that if they're looking for, then what they should do is just you know play Morgan a couple of games, <laughs> then rest him, him play Sorry <laughs> a couple of games, play Morgan, and or just keep putting keep putting Morgan on with one I just think if they're looking for genuine moments to celebrate and they're trying to make connections to local fans, this is a way Heritage, to do it. You know, that sort of thing. That kind just, of thing. And look, Azoria's a great story in the sense that he is he, he's not really a homegrown. I mean, he's designated no, that Morgan way. Is a he came yes. out of Uruguay. Not, but anyway, he is a, a Toronto kid, though, that, that came back. And his family, his brothers are all in the academy. So there's a lot of connection between... And he famously you know, watched games in, in the top of 113 yeah. before he went over you know, when he was a kid. So there's a lot of connections there. And that's part of the reason why I think U-Sector was the one that... Put that banner sure. out there, and you know, we are we sure it's a hundred though, because it was U sector counting. Well, this is you know, I I, I, I was told that it was uh, Tim Drodge that that gave the official count. Hi Tim, new. you never sent me your bitchy blank answer. I asked you to. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Big noob's got the stuff to do. Come exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't. He had his chance. I talked to him on Saturday. Um, anyway, it's uh, so. I just think there's there's. Things that can be celebrated, but I agree. Sure, fine. Let's wait for him to be the all-time. All right. Um, Problem solved. We kind of talked right. about the offensive lack of offense already. We sort of did that to death. So we're going to skip that part because I feel like we've discussed it a fair bit. Fair enough. All right, Dwayne. You have, I don't know, you don't have 45 minutes. I don't have 45 no, minutes. No, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Duncan and I will be doing the rest of the podcast alone. <laughs> Um, with Mr. PLL. Yes, Mr. yes well, he's, he's, he's just, uh, he's, he's being such a calm, like, supportive yeah. presence. I, I, he was just, he was so ready to jump in. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, oh, wait, no, no, okay. no, no all right. sitting down. Such a okay. gentleman, right? Well, like, to yeah, just cede the floor yes. to Dwayne. Get yourself another glass of wine, Mr. PLL. Okay. I hope he likes uh, the bottle I chose for him. Like, nice. I, I, uh, nice little, uh, you know, yeah, little yeah, candy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Dwayne is a big proponent proponent possibly the biggest advocate. proponent advocate <laughs> supporter agent of uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh possibly in almost all of canadian soccer so i'm gonna go with the world i'm, I'm, sure, I'm just gonna put sure, it out just there just take the world the world is yours and uh you get have have at sir okay what what this okay first off if anyone's listening that does isn't familiar with the mobile story it, it's real quickly this Moba Bully was essentially out of the sport. He was playing in adult, unsanctioned leagues three years ago. Um, he was also playing at Sheridan in the college system here, which is you're talking about basically the equivalent of the, of the junior college system and playing for like the Iraqi Men's League in Toronto. Not a guy that was on anyone's radar. And he's not, like, he's young, but he's not a kid. Like, he's in 23, right? So we're talking about a 20-year-old here. And when you're 20 and you're out of football, generally you're done. League One Ontario starts, which for those that don't know, I have a professional relationship with. I work for them. Um, I don't make a lot of money for them, so I'm not getting rich off them, but I do work for them, so I have to get that that out there. But I have, I'm have i a big advocate, and I'm friends with the commissioner, Dino Rossi. I just believe in the importance of that league, and I think that Mobabuli is the number one example of why that league matters. Because without League One Ontario starting when it did in 2014, Mobabuli's gone. He is leading the Toronto Services League in scoring right now. 
and he's <laughs> a legend in men's soccer in the city, but he's not playing professionally. But because League One found him when he was still young enough and allowed him to be seen professionally, he moved up to USL next year, and then he won his MLS contract this year. And to me, that's just such a wonderful story. And as an advocate of Canadian soccer, jokes aside, that's why I'm so up on the bully. He also has a certain something to him that when you see him, especially when you see him at a level like League One, you instantly go, "What? who the hell is that? Like, Because he jumps out. He stood out so much in those years. Like He's got a flair on the ball, an instinct for offense that very, very, very few people that grew up in this country do. And, and there's a lot to like about that. Is he going to be... An MLS all-star one day? I don't know. He might be at a ceiling now, but if he scores at MLS goal, he's an incredible success story. That's my mobility story. Fair. Cynicism aside. <laughs> Let's get that back was, to the bosoms. That was only like two minutes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Back back, back to the show. Um, I know you get on us because you think we don't like him. We do like him. We just don't like him. Well, I think everyone likes him. I think a lot of people that are, aren't necessarily as uh, invested in the development pyramid as others might look at him and go, well, why is he in a, a TFC? Because they don't give a shit about the, right. about the Canadian development platform. They just give a shit about TFC. And if that's if you're TFC-focused only, you should, you, know, you can question, why is he, can't they get someone better than this guy with the weird hair? And his hair is terrible. Mm. But, or is it brilliant? It's, I don't it's know. It's not, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not Breck Shea terrible. Fabulous. Yeah, it's, it's. Did you just call it fabulous? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow! Yeah. All right then, yeah. let's that's let's yeah. just move on before this gets out of control. Okay, um, before we move on to other parts of the show, I uh, do want to do sort of a, a quick touch base about the whole lack of success from the homestand, and it really it was abysmal for TFC. Five of twelve possible points. They're missing Michael Bradley to the American team. Josie Altador wouldn't have gone anyway, but now he's gone for longer. Delgado, have you heard anything about when he's coming back? Who knows? Sheru. Somebody's saying Sheru's going to be back soon-ish. Sure. He'll be taking over for Chapman, yeah. I imagine yeah. they're rushing him back as fast as they can. Um, <laughs> no offense, Jay. No, but, you know, Jay is, again, being asked to step in somewhere where he's really not quite ready to tread yet. Um, but based on TFC's recent form... What are your expectations over the next month? They've got five games, two V-Cup, three league games between now and the end of June. And me, I am just hoping they come out of it without getting blown out of the water anywhere. Nah, nah they're you, fine. Really? They only had one goal in the last two games. That's not going to change. Yeah, I don't see getting blown out of the water, really. They may still be struggling to score, score. and... Spouting around, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then what are your expectations then? They just get um, like three draws and maybe advance in the V-Cup? Expectations would be they will play... Well, I feel like Bill Manning quite likes Cups, and so they might actually play closer to a first team than they have the last few years. Which would be exciting and fun. Yes. And I Um, mean that. Yeah, but I would suggest they will lose to Montreal in the V-Cup over the two legs and then get maybe four or five points. Out of uh, the next same three games. Okay. A lot's going to depend on how all the U.S. does in the Copa Centenario, sure. the Centennial Cup, as I prefer to call it nowadays. Um, if, if Bradley's back, and Bradley is key, to if you sure. lose him for this midfield, it's, it's really bleak back there, right? Especially if you're looking at Osario and Chapman patrolling it, basically. I yeah. don't know. Or Johnson, too, because Johnson's going to be gone from the V-Cup potentially as well. Yeah. 
I don't know what to make of the V Cup because I don't know what Montreal is going to do with it. I mean, I have a suspicion that Montreal, because the Champions League carrot isn't for another year, it's not the 2017, and you know we know that they like that competition, but having that extra year away, and it's the last year of Drogba, right. I can't see Drogba playing in it. So if they put their kids out there, and we have pissed off Sebastian Javanko out there, then maybe TFC advances from that. It's it's flip a coin though, time. Like if whatever mm-hmm. happens is going to happen sure. in the competition. In terms of the league stuff, the game this weekend, um, New York obviously is on some pretty good form. So I don't know what to expect out of the Red Bulls. They they seem to me, and I still maintain they are the best team in the East, even though they had that crappy start. Mm-hmm. So I would be surprised if there's much of anything happening this weekend in New York. Um, two nil loss type thing. Sorry, that's ahead of myself on that one. But yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, I'll change it back then. But anyway, that's <laughs> it, it, that's going to be a tough one. Who they get back? How quickly they get back? How quickly they get Josie healthy? How you know is Javinko you know pouting, which I don't think he's going to be. But is it that all that's going to factor into what they get later on in the month? But the V Cup, as I say, it's crap shot. Flip the coin. Depends on the lineups. Okay, so speaking of Seba, so we found out today, of course, that he was not selected for Conte's team for Euro. Criminal. <laughs> yes, I believe I saw that. <laughs> One person's Some person's, yes, tweet, mm. yes. Um, I don't know, it's criminal. Is his exclusion a blessing or a curse, or a little bit of both? Oh, for TFC only? Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to, for TFC only in 2016. It's hard to argue it's anything other than a blessing. Yeah, short term, it's definitely a blessing. Long term, we'll see. You know, does he still actually have ambitions of playing for Italy? And is he going to think, all right, well, screw I've got to go, go back? Uh, Udinese, hmm? yeah, Fiorentina, yeah. or yeah. right? Yeah, he already that. had one stellar yes. year Some, here, and that doesn't seem to have sealed anything for him overseas. So, does that mean regardless of what he does here? Like, will we have a pissed off Seba? Will he be like, well, fuck you, I'm going to have another great season? Or will he care because having a great season last year hasn't brought him any You're asking extra if he's going to pull a default. Essentially, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think it's a valid question. I don't think I don't so. think they're the same. I don't, they're not the same person, mm-hmm. but the s- situations are tiny little bit the same. Yeah, Defoe was never going to make the World Cup roster, and he was. But both of them are similar in a lot of ways, though. I think both Defoe and Javinko had about the same chance mm-hmm. of making their rosters. Mm-hmm. Only the bias against MLS, I think, in Italy is a little less, although still there, a little less than it is in England. So once Defoe left, he was done. So he had to go back if he wanted to do anything. And plus, we all know that story, and we don't want to belabor it anymore. But, right. Um, I don't believe Javinko is the same personality as Defoe either, and I think that he is settled much better than him and, and he's happy here but we're not inside a man's head right so we don't know and then that's the, the question and we're not going to know until the end of the year and if Javenko just at the you know takes his MVP trophy next November uh, after they lose in the let's say they get through one round of the playoffs sure. and go on uh, and then just goes I go back to Italy now and fuck off then we're all just going to be in our tears and you know can we just forget it all happened is the scarf or whatever yeah mm-hmm. all right Okay. Oh, we will find out. I, I think I think we'll know more before the end of the year. I think we'll know by the end of yeah, yeah. I kind of agree. This with stretch. Dwayne. I don't see him being a sort of pouty, miserable. Okay, good. Okay, so like I hope not either. And he seems to be a lot more like self-aware and more settled. So I think that he's a- and he seems again. He seems to really like it here, and I think that makes a big 
big difference. I think the biggest difference between the two, if you want to get into the psychology of it, is he's a family man. And he has he, his... I think he wants to bring his, his little one over here and have the privacy along yeah. with the benefits of having the money they have in, in a big cosmopolitan city where he can basically put his hat on and like cover up his neck tattoos and, and go shopping and no one's going to bother yeah. him half the time, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas he goes back to anywhere in Italy, it's, he's going to be that, that guy and he's going to have to hide his family and there's going to be paparazzi and all that sort of jazz, right? So I, I think he wants to... I, I get the take that he wants to get away from that, but again, I don't you know, have dinner with him every time, night or something. So I don't know. No don't. one does. It's not yeah. bad. It would be a bad conversation. I don't speak very good Italian. <laughs> don't, don't you want me? You know I can't believe it when I hear that you won't see me. Don't, don't you want me? You know I don't believe you when you say that you don't need had, you know, a number of games this past week, but so did a couple other teams. So there's lots and lots and lots to talk about around the league. And as usual, here is Duncan Fletcher with this week's MLS wins and losses. Duncan? Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome, my muffin. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Not much midweek action this week, so uh, we jump right into the blood-boiling fury that is Rivalry Week. Yes. Heineken rivalry. Yes. yes. Which we're all mm. drinking. Yeah, absolutely, yes. We would no, never, no, 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 dis- Toronto, Ontario. We would never Ontario disobey our sponsor overalls. Here, and, no. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. We start off with Friday night's Dulls News or game. It's off Philadelphia beat DC 1 0. Uh, thanks to an injury time goal from Richie Marquez, the first of his career. Aww. Uh, yeah. Also saw like, the only main interest in things Luciano Acosto wagging his finger in Ben Olsen's face after he got subbed out of the game, which appears to have like, devolved into nothing, which is a bit of a shame. Just too bad, yeah. I was yes. hoping you'd be like benched for life. Yeah. Find busted down to the miners, whatever it is they do. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Saturday. Started with the biggest rivalry in MLS. Fresh and well-rested New York City team. Now with added super Frank Lampard, took on the Red Bulls at legendary historic Yankee Stadium, uh, including a little bit of pre-game proper naughtiness uh, from the fans there. It had everything going for it. Ultra, ultra. Yes. Uh, New York, they'd also played in midweek, beating Chicago uh, 1-0. Things went rather well for them. <laughs> uh, 1-0 up within three minutes, three up at the half, five up by the 75th minute when Lampard was subbed into the game to a lot of booing <laughs> from uh, New York City fans. <laughs> I don't know why. Entertaining. Uh, ended up 7-0. Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips summed it up thusly. Well, we came in expecting a brawl, and that was it. But it was so clinical in there that nothing was stopping us today, so we were running through walls. I don't think there was a bad player out there. We got the goals, and we deserve it. Yes. Scottish at the end there. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I feel he's been taking lessons from Peter Vermees as well in his dramatic so, yeah, speaking. Like huh? Peter Vermees School of Acting. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, good for you, Bradley. Good yes, for you. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, David Villa, or is it David Villa? How do you pronounce this guy's name? David Villa? David David Villa? Dave Villa. Dave Villa. Yeah, Dave Villa, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. But yeah, Dave Villa just wants to move on. It was a disaster day for us. All bad. Todo malo. 
Uh, the best thing about today, thinking about this, is we only lost three points. We can spend three days analyzing this game, but it's all bad. There's nothing good. In my opinion, it's better to forget this game. Pretty, he's putting that straight to bed right there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Andrea? No, no, he's just nodding. No, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Sipping his wine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on I down to the basement and the uh, classic rivalry of Chicago versus Houston. Uh, Chicago <laughs> finally got a yeah. win. Hey. Natural enemies. Yay, Chicago. <laughs> the Gill score? Uh, he didn't, but he had a delightful pass to set up the goal. Good. Yay. Gil, work off hey, the Gil, ball. Gil doing something. Hey. Um, anyway, that's, uh, they won 1-0. As a result, leaves both teams still at the bottom of their respective conferences. Uh, on to Foxy Foxborough, where the T-Terrorists scored twice, uh, including Lee Wynn taking a penalty rather than giving it to Kai Kamara. <laughs> Uh, but uh, they lost 4-2 to their bitter rivals, Arr. Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Tashwak and Daly scored twice, Huzzah. which is nice. Uh, talking of Canadians getting braces, Kyle Lahren scored twice as well. As, uh, Orlando came, up, came out on top of the, the fierce Orlando Montreal Snowbird Derby. Snowbird Derby, yeah. Orlando won. That was their first win in seven games, and uh, they passed on the six game winless streak to the Impact, whom uh, Didier Drogba decided not to play on the yeah. turf. No, no, scary turf. Scary turf. Mm. No, you cannot do both. Yes. Uh, the, is it turf? She is yes. bad. The rivalries just keep on coming. Real Salt Lake visiting their longtime uh, deadly rivals, the Sporks, and uh, getting a 3-1 win out of it, including a Brad Davis own goal, which amuses me. <laughs> uh, Kyle Beckerman summed it up nicely in his uh, post-game interview. Hey, man. We, uh, you know, we scored more goals than they did. And, yeah, you know, like, that was a really big factor. Radical. Hashtag analysis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Kyle, you know, he's played the game for a long time. He, he knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, Saturday ended with another huge rivalry. Colorado visiting Seattle. And, wow. Uh, these, these are just like the best matchups I ever. I know. I, mean, you, I just, I Rangers, feel the tension. Yeah, Rangers, Celtic, you know, all those other ones, you know, Lazio, Roma. I mean, take a pick. But Lakers, uh, Celtic. Colorado versus Seattle. I Wow. That's the one everyone dreams I of playing. Absolutely, yeah, yes. it really is. You circle that on your calendar all year and Indeed. just wait for it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Colorado got another win. Uh, 1-0 this time via an Axel Schoberg goal. And another clean sheet for the soon-to-be-replaced Zach McMath. Poor Zach uh, McMath. Yeah. So they keep their place at the top of the league, leave Seattle still in ninth in the West. Seattle had all the possession in this one. Pablo Mastroeni got all philosophical about that. It takes a lot of concentration. It takes a lot of effort to not get a lot on the ball. In football, rarely do things go your way and you must develop a certain type of mentality and a certain type of group to overcome things and be comfortable one moment. Being uncomfortable. Wow, it's it's dramatic stuff. Wow, it's, I can like oh yeah, the, the, the I, tension. Like I, I just I I feel like we all need a moment there. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. I mean, if you're comfortable being uncomfortable, then are you actually uncomfortable? Hmm. Hmm. That's great for that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we, a, we need a, more philosophical managers in this league. I think. I, you know. 
um, to Portland on Sunday. This one was uh, eventful and kind of feisty, really. Finished 4-2, uh, Portland beating Vancouver, uh, with three penalties given. Kendall Waston putting in a nasty <laughs> tackle. It was very clearly after the final whistle. Oh, yeah. Um, Kyle Robinson wasn't happy with some of the refing. Hello. 100% the game was taken out of our hands. We didn't play well. I can't sit here and say we played well the first half. We were not at the races. Second half, we were at the races. First half, we were down the coal mine. Not sure why. We did have good momentum, though, in the second half. We were playing well. We were creating chances. And a key decision at a key moment. And if you're not sure, I've been told a thousand times, if you're not sure, you can't give it. And it was given. I think our penalty at the end as well. Is that one? I don't think so. Two wrongs don't make a right, I've been told in life. Yeah, sounded Scottish wow. too, a little bit. Mm. Speaking of <laughs> yeah, philosophical. Yeah, it's Welsh-ish. He's been in Canada for a few years now. I think Brad yeah. Friedel, only mm-hmm. less confusing. Yeah, yeah, got it. yeah, exactly. You know, there's probably a whole bunch of media people that have, like, uh, huh, what are you saying? So he's had to soften the accent. Exactly. You know, you know, good for you, Cal. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, finally, though, the Cali Classico, San Jose at LA, back and forth game. Somehow nil-nil until a Marvel win on goal gave the Quakes the lead. Uh, cometh the hour, cometh the man. They threw Chad Barrett on, and Chad, the Chad Barrett, created the equaliser for Fatai Alashe. Finished one one, and you know, happiness all round. Really, uh, that must have been like the perfect end to your weekend. That was it. Was lovely. Yes. Yeah, it's a perfect way to end this week's uh, wins and losses. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Hey everybody, it's Bitchy Blanks. Moka, moka, mo babooey, babooey, mo fucking babooey. That's nice. That bitch is learning how to I speak properly. I think it's properly. good. We're yeah. like, bitch is really coming yeah. along. All right. Language skills, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks, our favorite hashtag game, and we hope yours as well. Last week's Bitchy Blank was, as his first act is confident... Jesus Christ. Come, come for what now? <laughs> Confirmation. Jesus yes, Christ. exactly. Mm-hmm. In his first act as CONCACAF president, Victor Montaliani will do blank. Gentlemen, before we get to the speaks winner, what do you have for this blank? Uh, first thing he will do is basically he's going to sort of put right there in the, the first page of CONCACAF's constitution or whatever the hell, their book of laws, First rule, the one thing you always think of, fuck Honduras. It's like the prime directive. Oh. First, Hashtag fuck Honduras. Yeah, no, mm. that's a good one. I like this. Mm-hmm. Can we make him like president for life? I feel like we should. I yes. think we should. I, think I, think, I good... feel like we'd have El Salvador's vote. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good on El Salvador. <laughs> Dwayne, what do you have? I went a slightly different angle. I think his first act as CONCACAF president is to actually expel Canada, thus opening up the way that Canada could enter Oceania. Nice. Ooh. Which has been all of Canadian soccer. Long-term Canadian soccer fans, their, their life dream is to join the Oceania Conference because, well, let's face it, we'd still lose to New Zealand, but we'd be closer to a World mm. Cup. 
mean, we, we, we border on the Pacific. Yeah, uh, you know, we're we have Pacific more oceans than anyone else. Just as much as yeah. Western Samoa or whoever are. Damn so, straight. So, yeah. I like this. I like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have two things. One, as a, as a way to, to get the youth into the game and to get you know, the parents on board, is um, he's going to make the hokey pokey. The, exactly. The universal mm. dance warm-up of CONCACAF. You have to do the hokey pokey. It's not the D-Road chicken dance? No. It's the hokey pokey. It's I'm very do- friendly. Everyone, you know, left foot in. That way you practice your, your ball skills as well. Ambidextrous. Okay. Um, but outside of that, to make soccer Canada's national sport. Mm. Controversial. Yeah. The More hockey crowd's going to accept that. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're just yeah. going to like sign off on that. Yeah. More yeah. people in Canada. More and then there's the more place bastards. They, mm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, yeah. I could be, well, I feel like, well, maybe not. Anyway, yeah. I didn't say it was going to be popular, but. Mm. All right. But this week's winner is a first-time winner, Matthew Cole at Matthew in Seattle. Uh, apparently Canadian fan living in Seattle. Mm. Uh, his first act will be to move the gold cup to Moncton. Nice. And I think that will go swimmingly. Oh, yeah. They'll get a second bus. The second yeah, yeah. bus. And, and, the, yeah, and the, still yeah. And still just the one gate, but there'll be two buses. Yeah, and would, it'll yeah. go. It'll run in will. New Brunswick time. It'll happen eventually. It'll be fine. Exactly. No logistical nightmare. Yeah. Right. People will stay no. up and yeah. travel. There's there's rooms in Moncton, right? Yeah, yeah. Campgrounds, something. Yeah. Ah, we'll figure it out. I, I lived in New Brunswick for five years, so I can say this. Yeah, it'd be perfectly fine. It'll run, it won't be NB stuff at all. There'll be no issues. <laughs> Matthew, thank you for playing along this week. Uh, this week's Bitchy Blank is, in order to score more goals, TFC strikers will try blank. As always, please it's not do... about goals, Kristen. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you're right. I've stopped Hold focusing on the goals. Yeah. It's all about the defense. Do you, do you even know the game? I, I clearly... I've <laughs> never watched... No, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm a fraud. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <sighs> However, if you have an answer to this, uh, please do send us your answers to us on Twitter at VocalMinorityCA or to any of our individual Twitter accounts as you see fit or in the comments under the episode once it's posted online. Please, often as you like, but do get us those answers by 5 o'clock on Monday. Thanks. All right, gentlemen. Home stretch. Mm. One last thing to review, look at, discuss. TFC play again this week. I know. Right. It feels like we've they've been playing nonstop, but... I'm happy it's an away game. Yeah. I know. We need a break. I, yeah, four games in three weeks. I don't need to be going to BMO Field that yeah, often. I think, I think we need a break. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It was a useful draft, so fucking God help us. <laughs> That's this weekend? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> okay. If you, if you cannot understand that. Stay away from the Duke. I, one day, I'm going to get a documentary crew in there and do like a season of the fucking useful. It is meant like Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we are talking about this weekend's game against the resurgent New York Red Bulls mm. in outstandingly exciting New Jersey, Harrison, New Jersey. Mm. Uh, so the team that we beat to start the season, everything looked rosy. New York was on a slide. They're easy. You'd circle this one on the calendar. Oh, good. We get to go back to New Jersey and beat up those guys. And then... They laid a freaking smackdown on the team that we drew at home, on the road. That we drew their B team. That yes, that's true. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, Andrea. Um, 
on the road, seven goals. Seven. Mm. Seven goals. It's if this was you know back in the eighties, uh, nineties, Britain, they was like, watching grandstand and there's like the little video printer showing the results. Yeah, exactly. they would type out seven. And they would actually write it. <laughs> yeah, like after, yes, yeah. seven, seven bracket. bracket. Just in case. That's not a one. Actually, a seven. Anybody else remotely worried about this game? Well, define worried. Well, <laughs> am I ever really worried about a TFC game? <laughs> is that is that the secret? Should I just stop being anxious about this sort of thing? Just yeah, let it, it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive alcoholism. It assists too. <laughs> oh, I learned to stop worrying and live. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> love mediocrity. Love MLS. Sure. Yes. <laughs> love lack of goals. Uh, they're tied with the Red Bulls right now, right? So, uh, you know, and the Red That's Bulls true. have a game in hand. Or, sorry, GFC has a game in hand on them. So it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility they could go down there and win again. The one thing I'd say is that I wonder, having watched this homestand, whether the way Vanny has this team set up, they might just be better on the road. So maybe they have a better chance to get results on the road, which is not ideal, but it's certainly not normal. Yes, yeah, certainly not in this league. No, absolutely but, not. Maybe because, you know, they want, they don't want the ball. They want to play the counter style. So maybe that's the problem when they have to lack the depth up front. They just need to sit back and defend and keep launching towards that little Italian dude and hope he, hope he does something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's essentially what they did when we played New York the first time. And it was, I think, also helped avoid making mistakes right in front of our box, which is, I think, New York is very much... They tried to do that mm. all about the high press and oh, yeah. try and create opportunities. And we basically, yeah, it was from the defense. It was pass wide or pass long or pass long and wide. Just don't give the ball up right there. Um, so I imagine we'd see more of that uh, again uh, this game. But now yeah, we've got to have Babuli chasing things around as well it's as uh, Javinko and Yeah. Go Mo. Uh, yes. Jolly go. Yeah, I, well, I don't think they'll get blown out, as I said earlier, but I don't expect much out of this game. That, that's what I'll say about this. And should you be worried? Uh, I think that what you'd want to be worried about... Uh, is that someone else gets hurt. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is what I'm worried about. There are certain games within an MLS schedule that you just look at and go, meh. <laughs> this might be mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. Is Bradley still around for this game? Or? No. no. He's, he's gone. He's, he is? Okay. Yeah. Captain USA. Yeah. Yeah. Has to be there mm-hmm. next, uh, next to Jurgen. Yes. Yeah. Telling him who's allowed to play. Mm-hmm. But who is not allowed to play? Mixed disc route. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You are not. You're done. Oh, you got Bradley booked, and then you fouled him how to get a booking yourself? Yeah, yeah you, you no. don't get to play for America <laughs> anymore. No more mix. No. Yeah. So, player to watch, or players to watch. For TFC? No, for the Red Bulls. <laughs> Bradley Wright Phillips. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's the first one I have, too. Yeah. Followed closely by Dax McCarty. Yeah. Bradley Phillips almost has as many goals as Henri had for New York now. That's absurd. It's crazy. That's he's, he's wrong about to pass is what that is. Because he's nowhere near. And I cannot stand Thierry Henry. Let me just make this very, very clear. But he's nowhere near the same class of player. So it's terrifying. He's a poacher. He's an MLS poacher, though. And that's a, that's a type yeah. of skill that exists. Uh, that For this league, guys that can jump garbage goals in are important. Like Wondolowski. It's a Wondolowski player type profile, right? <gasps> Are you besmirching the, the great Native American name of Chris Wondolowski? Who will probably end his career as the all-time leading MLS scorer. Probably. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm. So, yeah. Bradley Wright Phillips won his career as the, the man who did most damage to MLS's reputation in England by coming over here and doing well, which <laughs> no one in England can <laughs> comprehend. Can wrap their heads around. around, yeah. yeah. More than Dom Dwyer, more than... <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is Who knew that true. he'd be the best right Phillips? And <laughs> yes, <laughs> no one saw that. Uh, other players to watch. I mean, there's obviously all the uh, there's the good names that are out there. There's Sal Zizzo, Gideon Barr, Mike the Gorilla. Mike the Gorilla. Um, I actually say Mike the Gorilla. He's been playing quite well yeah, this year. Yeah, well. Things. It's a very New York man. He's He's in New Jersey. He's a, he's an Islander. He's, he, yeah, he's, he is. He spouses New York. Yeah, but talented. Like again, I, I we we said he, he played well last year, but I have no like impression of him from last season. But this year, every time I watch a Red Bulls game, I'm like, damn it, yeah. stop just doing, doing good things. things. Again, like just yeah. you there, knock that off. Is it wrong for me to cheer for Womet to be playing? <laughs> I didn't say why. I'm not saying why. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, no, that's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Vanny Tactics, back to a little more conservative. I would guess so. Less, yeah. no, 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 three, five, two. I mean, how many midfielders do they have, really? That's Even true. if Sheru's fit, he'd just None, be replacing Bradley. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's going to be quite possibly more of the same, so really. Do you think, do you think Williams is back out there again? Or do you think Perkis gets his, his spot back? I don't know. I, I, I'm very excited by this. <laughs> Look at smile on your face. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. I, uh-huh. I kind of hope he stays on the bench forever. Yes. Um, I don't feel like Williams has done anything wrong. I would imagine Pekis would be ahead of Zavaleta in the, right. the, the pecking order. Maybe they're putting Williams out there to decide whether, like, I had a conversation. Is he in the shop window? Well, yeah, they could be because I think that that's where their strength is, obviously, to trade. But I, they also could be looking at it to decide whether they can afford to go without Perkis. I do think Perkis has some, some talent out there in terms of his skills on the ball and certain things, but he's way overpriced, right? Yes. So if you can get 90% of what Perkis does for, for 90% of the price, well, well, well I know, 50, yes. Yeah. Then, then sure, why, why mm-hmm. don't you run him out there a little bit more? And I always thought Williams, I think of, of all the moves Bezbachenko's done, that Williams is one of his smartest moves to bring him in. Um, yeah, it's been a solid pickup for yeah. sure. Got him for nothing, and, and he's basically been able to to, to do well. Um, yeah, in terms of what the formation, I, I know it's an extra player, but I like to say that this is a 9-1-1 game, and that's the kind of idea <laughs> that they're going to go in, right? As a big old bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One thing I've got to say when we're touching there on those like, salaries and smart moves, that sort of thing, obviously like the wages thing just came out, and I think Pekis is really the only... Real. Oh, that's a bad contract out there. There's usually like five, five or six or eight, of them. Yeah. So, you know, congratulations, Tim Bezbachenko. You got rid of a lot of dead wood. Your wonkiness and, is finally working. Yeah. Good wonking. Well, I've always wondered, I think I asked this of Duncan on, on my show, uh, how much of the big salaries and the big splashes was Lewicki and how much was Bezbachenko? I, I'd be curious to fully evaluate. Do you really feel like Bez was has been sort of like... Well, Stay over there, the, little Bez man. Let not let quite Big that. Tim. Not quite that black and white, but but to an element that we so want hey, this kind hey, of player. We've got this big stadium now. We need people to you know. We want to get the fans in. Yeah, let's get you some look, big names. Whereas for me, like I was literally more excited to come see like Drew Moore and Steve mm. Bateshore and other, Will Johnson. Like honestly, like Justin Morrow to me is still. One of the best bits of business they've done in the last few years, like well, solid that. MLSers that they've yeah, always stayed so, away from. Over exactly, the history, and that's yeah. the mm-hmm. thing they haven't done. And I think, honestly, especially the success earlier on in the season, that's one of the reasons why they actually have competent mm. MLS players, not just and, and like decent players. Period. But you need guys who play in this league and play yeah. at a high level in was, this league. It was a lot of very sensible signings yeah. this winter, and then. 
we saw some very sensible play on the road, like focusing on defence and everything. It's like, yeah. huh, all right, so That's we, seem to, this have, looks we like. seem to have abandoned Sizzle right now. Um, I mean, as far as the transfers go, it may just be a case of, well, we've already got our three DPs, uh, you know, we've already got the flash, so there's no need to be doing that. If we didn't right. have that, would they yeah. be going after that anyway? Probably. I mean, but. look at Perkis isolated as, as kind of a unique sign, and Kantari to a certain extent as well, in terms of these are guys coming from a big league, uh, that had you could point to and Perkis is you know he's a borderline international yeah. but you could say he was international so you can sell that a little bit more and I wonder sometimes whether the mandate might have been to go to Europe to find an international to not look domestically sure. whereas as soon as we get rid of you know the salesman there the circus uh, master uh, what do they start doing they started in bringing in Will Johnson Drew Moore guys like that and, and you mm-hmm. know maybe I'm putting too much stock in that but I I would no, hold I, I, no I, I don't disagree yeah even, like Bill Manning type last year. I mean, he yeah. was making the big thing. All right, so yeah, this was kind of embarrassing how we lost. Well, yeah, the main goal, we we're going to get less than 45 goals conceded. It was all very refreshingly sensible, right, since he's come in, yeah. really. Yeah, so. and as we said earlier, I they may not do much. I mean, MLS is a funny league. They could fizzle out. They could finish sixth again. They could lose in that knockout game again. Quite possibly. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to lose 3-0 in the knockout game. And, and just No, be, I think it will be the play. Yeah, they'll be competitive in it, and they'll get. I, I, I believe looking at the overall East, not to get into this too much, but that they're fine. They're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be competitive in the playoffs. Yeah. So that championship team, they probably need another piece. But yeah, not this year. I, I wouldn't say no to that. If everyone's but, healthy, then uh, you know things can happen. Sure, and, 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 yeah, Colorado exactly. It's it's yeah, it's MLS. Anything can happen, but. Um, I don't think realistically, I don't think this year is their year. And, and and I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, as long as they don't embarrass themselves against Montreal two games in a row <laughs> and do the exact same thing two games in a row, basically. Yeah. Which is the Manning versus Lewicki kind of situation. Sure. So we, we, anyway, I don't even know where we were this. We were talking about the New York game. We were talking something. about being attacked. It's, it's all <laughs> tactics and stuff yeah. like that. So we, we already sort of talked about what our expectations were for the next five weeks. Um, I have just a, a general question. What do TFC are going back out on the road just for a week, but they're going back out on the road a little bit more in the next little while, fewer games, but still. What do TFC pack for the road? Despair. <laughs> hey, 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 Will. Do you have any extra despair? I left mine back at the condo. Can I borrow yours? Uh, the uh, little precky ball book and videos and that sort of thing. Yeah. Do this again. They're a Toronto team, so obviously they need a copy of the the views, the latest. Uh, yeah, they need yes. to get a yep. little bit get, of get uh, some views. Yeah, a big poster of inspirational Drake poster, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at Norm's uh, best tweets. They no a compilation of that. No interesting. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, I will be controversial. I am sick of that idiot. Some some <laughs> uh, maple donuts. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and a Tim's uh, a big thing of Tim's. Which you know all all Canadian oh, things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said you know the the views. I Drake. I'm going to go for a little more old school Toronto. I'm going to go chaos um, <laughs> and his sort of response to that, which is views from the sticks. It's actually very good if you unlock it and listen to it. Chaos being a far better musician than Drake. Yeah, I said it. Um, but controversy just keeps on coming. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you hate Toronto, Kristen? <laughs> I like I like old school Toronto. Uh... I mean, a lot of people look Maestro, to me. Mr. Backbone Slider there. A lot of um, people look to me for, for hip-hop uh, 
Really? Oh, critiques. okay. Yeah. 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 So, that's, that's you know, new. I will have my full review of, of uh, views uh, later. <laughs> you're you're, you're doing a podcast about yeah. it. You yeah. 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 That's good. I look forward yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah. That'll be out later tonight. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking, you know, sort of a la Major League, they would all have their, their comic books, you know, their classics in comic book form or on their you know, on their iPads or whatever, just to, to wing through, you know, a little, little light reading to keep their, the minds engaged, not so worried about the game at hand. Um, and, and, and board games. Hmm. Clue. Uh, they need to find one often. So Game of life. No. The game of life. Okay. Chance. <laughs> so Monopoly. No, actually, the Monopoly game, they, they had to actually they just, yeah, spend all their keys. money on, they, on one hotel. Yeah, exactly. And, and then they just like, mm-hmm. forget the houses. No, no, no. Yeah. I all, want five hotels in one. Just one hotel on, on Park Place. Yeah, and, and then they're done. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. If it hits, you win, but it doesn't hit very often. <laughs> all right, predictions for this game. You already said 2-0. Yeah, I think they'll lose, but I yeah, they'll say 2-0. All right. Um, I'll go with 1-0. They'll keep it tight, but they will lose 1-0. I think it's going to be 2-1 for New York. Oof. I think this is going to be a little bit of a little bit of a hiccup, but, mm-hmm. you know. These things happen. It does. All right, gentlemen. Well, that is the end of our show. Thank you for coming along, Mr. Dwayne. Yes. Appreciate you uh, stepping in for the, you know, absentee... Well, it's analysts. That was a steamed quality, a steamed guest I know. today. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, uh, Andrea. We're so sorry that we weren't able to like bring you on. It, it seems like such a waste. It's, I mean, all these people will have listened to the show because we have been We've been, we've been advertising this uh, that you uh, were going to be on the show, yeah. but um, we thank you for coming yeah. all this way. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was some magnificent uh, sort of voice exercises you were doing there. Like, oh, I know, right? Wow. Like, it really yeah. was. Like, he, yes. he, yeah. I felt like my my voice was better because of it. You yes. know, I really yeah. feel like I learned a lot today. Yes. Thank you. That's, that's yes. just wonderful. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you so Andrea. much, Maestro. Yeah. Yes. Grazie. Grazie. Hmm. All right. Please do join us next week when we review the New York Red Bulls game. Look ahead to the Voyager's Cup uh, and talk about... Not a lot else because there's not much else happening in June that has to do with TFC other than players being away. Um, Voyager's Cup time and more Voyager's Cup, mm. which is never a bad thing because we like the Voyager's Cup around here. I have been joined by our guest panelist, Mr. Dwayne Rollins, at the 24th minute on mm-hmm. the Twitters. You can find him at the Two Solitudes podcast and about 600 other podcasts. Yep. I've been joined by a regular panelist. Uh, Mr. Duncan D. Fletcher at Duncan D. Fletcher on the Twitters. Hello. As for me, you can find me on the internet, yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. And until next week, Toronto, get used to it. Mm-hmm. Huzzah. Started from the bottom and we're still fucking here. <laughs> <laughs>
try to do Carl Robinson, but if I really start to like fall to pieces, you're up. Sure. How's that? Yeah, I can do a bit of Carl. Fine. What's what's the name? What's the name of the? Tom Jones. No, not Tom Jones. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> I'm best with. Thank you. That's the one. That's the one I always fuck up. Uh, ended up 7-0 uh, Bradley Wright Phillips summed it up thusly oh I didn't realize it was me I know <laughs> I thought it was you it's yeah. not me I'm not doing Bradley Wright Phillips I'm uh, doing Beckerman okay, and Robinson okay, well, okay. we'll just uh, pause it all right up one we'll, we'll... yeah yeah we can edit uh, all this out but yeah just yeah. bad Cockney accent and go oh yeah I can't do a Cockney accent so I'm just gonna pretend he's actually from New York fair enough oh yeah dude but let me do him serious New York then mm. Oh, I can't do accents all. Okay, we'll figure it out here. Uh, Kyle Robinson wasn't happy with some of the refing. Hello, Comine. 100% the game was taken out of our hands. I can't do it. Fair enough. I'm done. <laughs> as soon as I started talking, I knew it. Nope. Yeah, that's it. Yep, I'm out. Tapped out. I'm done. All you. I cannot do it. I'm not, uh, I'm not awake enough to even try. Excellent. Outtakes. Yep. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, that's just for you, Don. Uh-huh. Anthony Hopkins. Uh, yes. I'm done now. Call cool, mine. Hello. Oh, what's okay. happening? We're good. All right. What is happening? Is this from Mark? Mm-hmm. Tequila and Pepsi, a Hercules Gomez. Tequila and a Pepsi Slurpee. It has to be from Mark. A Scott Gomez. You are welcome, world. It's like the yeah, Tarly. So he's, he's naming. Uh, he's naming drinks with tequila and Pepsi, which sounds horrible. Tequila's supposed to be good with root beer. Really? I'm yeah. Just terrified. Interesting. No, if you Google what to mix root beer in, tequila comes up quite frequently. Hmm. Alright. Yeah. So if you've got root beer, alright, I need to make a cocktail, all yeah. I've got is root beer. Mm, tequila. Okay. And then you should go to AA after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do something with my root beer. <laughs> you expect me to just drink it? <laughs> the best the best useful name ever was Morningwood Forest. <laughs> It amuses me. Just imagine they're with a little bit yeah. of a V. Kind that's, of that's, that's kind of awesome. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 